0: So, 1992, uh, Jefferson, Mr. Uh, Biden, as Senator Biden, says we should release all of these secret docs no matter what, and the people should have a chance to read all of it by at least 2017. Now, as President Biden, he gets to make the call to let everybody read everything, and he balks. What
1: changed? Uh, The institutional power of the CIA is there. Um, They did the same thing to President Trump. They said, you know, we can't possibly let these JFK records be made public, despite a very clear law to that effect. You know, there's something about where
0: we are as a country. And I talk about this all the time here on the Rick Sanchez podcast. It's about with each passing year, it seems like more and more of us start to doubt what the government is saying or not saying to us. And with really good reason. I mean, because of Iraq, because of Vietnam, hell, to a certain extent, because of Korea, if we want to go all the way back then. Afghanistan, a 20-year war for what? Now we have the situation developing in Ukraine where we ask ourselves, are we Is the government, once again, trying to push us into war? Because a lot of people are going to make a lot of, no, hell, a lot of people are making a lot of money right now because of the billions of dollars that we're sending to Ukraine. I'm not taking sides on that war. I'm just saying, I think I've seen this story before. I've read this book before. And when we look at this situation, as an American... I've got to tell you, as we try, and I know we try and cope all the time, right? We're always talking about trying to stay sane. How do you stay stay sane in a world where nothing seems to make sense? And then we go back to, where did this really start? When did the government just become blatant about just bullshitting us? And it's hard not to look at the death of John F. Kennedy the assassination of John F. Kennedy. It's hard not to look back at that moment and ask all the obvious questions that exist. One of the few presidents who really was trying to buck the CIA, who fired the CIA director, who was trying to end the war in Vietnam, who was trying to actually negotiate with both Castro on one end to try and stop that craziness, and see if he can make it somehow work so Cuba would get on our side and become capitalist rather than being on the side of the Soviet Union. Maybe even try and deal with the Soviet Union. All these things that he were doing were not what the powers that be in our government wanted. And maybe that was the first time that somebody came along, unlike most of the other presidents we've had since, to actually try and buck the system. And which is why, We look at it now and we say, well, here's an opportunity at finding out what was the real information that was hidden from us for all these years about the Kennedy assassination because President Joe Biden just had an opportunity to release all that information. And he said, nope, not going to do it. Not going to do it. How does that happen? Where does that put us? What does that tell us? I'm just fascinated by it, which is why I've decided to get an expert. Somebody who really understands what the Kennedy assassination means, the details of it, and to put in perspective why this President Joe Biden, unlike Senator Joe Biden, has now decided that even though everybody's dead, he's still not willing to let you as an American know what happened, what the information is regarding the Kennedy assassination. And joining us now to talk about this is Jefferson uh, Morley. So he writes uh, the CIA and JFK, the secret assassination file. Is that like the most perfect guess that we can get to talk about this? And that's where we're going to begin. I got a lot to tell you about Jefferson, but first let's start with this. So 1992, uh, Jefferson, Mr. Uh, Biden, as Senator Biden, says, we should release all of these secret docs, no matter what. And the people should have a chance to read all of it by at least 2017. Now, as President Biden, he gets to make the call to let everybody read everything. And he balks.
1: What changed? Uh, The institutional power of the CIA is there. Um, They did the same thing to President Trump. They said, you know, we can't possibly let these JFK records made public, despite a very clear law to that effect that Biden himself had voted for. Um, and at the end of the day, the presidents feel they have to go along with the CIA's extreme and suspicious demands for secrecy. And but,
0: but, but what you're saying is, let's stop and yeah. capture this moment. What you're saying is,
1: Jefferson, the CIA is more powerful than the president. On this issue, it, you, it's hard to draw any other conclusion. Congress has spoken unanimously, passing that law in 1992. The intent, the spirit of the law is quite clear, um, that everything should be released by October 2017, except in the rarest of cases. That deadline has now been blown a couple of times. We're six years late, and the CIA still retains probably 4,400 assassination-related records that still contain redactions. So yeah, I mean the, the CIA has the ability to keep this information secret, despite a very clear law from Congress and very clear support in public opinion. You know, there was a poll done last December by Ben Dixon Amandi polling firm and of two thousand you know midterm voters, and seventy percent, when presented with the situation with JFK records, said President Biden should release them all without exception, and that's across the board. Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. Yeah, and-
0: the, well, it hasn't happened. It, it, the, the funny thing is most Americans just believe that somehow we don't know the truth still. And the majority, whether it's 51 to 79 to 80, I've seen all kinds of reports, believe the government was somehow involved. So let's go to that. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the government. Apparently in those uh, four to 5,000 uh records that the president has decided the people should not see, uh, researchers like yourself say most of those contain information about Oswald's, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald's ties to the government, be it the CIA or the FBI. Is is that
1: your take? I wouldn't say say that most of them do, but some of them do. Yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, this is a mixed bag. Some of what the CIA is concealing is quite trivial. And I think that's intentional because you keep a lot of stuff secret so that the really important stuff is harder to find. And so this is why they're keeping this secret. Most of this stuff, there's no harm. That, yeah. Can, that, that. Okay. Let's do. go. Let's go there. Let's go there. Yeah. If this guy yeah. is a lone nut,
0: which is what they say, right. lone nut, guys, one day just wakes up Whatever he, he he's he's angry because he loves Cuba and hates the United States. He's really a sea, right. secret Soviet citizen. He's just a right. whack job and decides one day he's going to kill the president. But he happens to be an unbelievable mm. shot. Whatever their story is, if if right. that's their story, why does why keep anything secret? And and certainly why keep anything that has to do with potential ties. To the government. Because if he was a, if, if, he, if he's really a low nut, right, he wouldn't have any
1: ties to the government. Right. And in fact, I mean, w- what you have here, Rick, is the CIA kept a very big secret about Oswald from the start, and they're still trying to keep it secret. They don't want to talk about it. And that was this, this idea that the pre- this guy came out of nowhere and shot the president, that's completely false when you look at the CIA's file on Oswald before the assassination. In fact, the CIA's own file shows that Oswald was very well known to senior operations officers six weeks before Kennedy was killed. And they signed off on a cable about him. They had a fat file in front of them. And that's what they're hiding, is the pre-assassination interest in Lee Harvey Oswald. That's the thing that's been radioactive for the CIA from the start. And when we see You know, as we get down to the end and more and more gets declassified, the stuff that remains, the story that remains hidden is the CIA's operational interest in Oswald before Kennedy was killed. Just before he supposedly
0: killed the president of the United States, Lee Harvey Oswald was in Mexico, apparently making a call to the Soviet Union. That call was, by the way, recorded by the Mexican president at the time. They say that's concealed in there as well, in these documents that Mr. Biden did not release. Why? What, what, why, why not release those? And is that significant as far as you can tell?
1: I, I think it is significant. I mean, the CIA has always issued deceptive and misleading statements about what it knew about Oswald. And some of the details are still shrouded in secrecy. One that came out in December, we learned a a, a little detail, which was the wiretapping operation that picked up on Oswald was set up with the help of the Mexican president. And the CIA and the Mexican presidency were very careful to conceal that knowledge from the Warren Commission, the Warren Commission report, because it was very sensitive, because it showed that the CIA knew far, far more about the supposed assassin than they ever admitted. That's where, you know, that's the core of the story that's still being hidden. It is significant, and yeah, why hide it? If if this is a cut and dried homicide and nobody should really care about it, why is there still all this national security secrecy Shrouding the file. And I think the only conclusion you can draw is there's something very serious that they think is related to national security that they're not going to give up and they're not going to give it up to Trump. And we see now they're not going to give it up to Biden either
0: and and if it's uh, if we didn't think it was there we do now by the way that you they're know. acting right it's like yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's I mean, like the kid who I mean, steals I mean, it's like when my kids steal a cookie and they have their hands behind their back and they're saying i didn't see it but apparently there's all kinds of chocolate around their face i mean it's, it's yeah, like come I mean, on
1: you can't you can't hide 4000 <laughs> documents and then say but believe us we're not hiding anything right no you are hiding something <laughs> you know it's like it's it's a ruse it's a it's a confidence game that they're playing with people hoping that they'll forget or they'll push it down the road or they'll say there's no smoking gun or you know just kick it down the road so that there's no final resolution of the matter about what the cia's role in the events leading up to the president's assassination was
0: there is every good speculation surrounding, I'm being careful with my choice of words. There is reason to speculate fairly about the president's assassination and the mafia who hated him like poison for what they perceive as his family's backstabbing them after they helped get him elected, not to mention the fact that he got rid of Cuba, their favorite haunt. There is reason to believe Those uh, same folks had relations with the very uh, people in Miami who were super hawkish anti-Castro Cubans uh, and wanted to get rid of Fidel Castro from the Bay of Pigs on. Do you believe there is a tie between the so-called mafia or some of the folks who were involved at the time in organized crime and uh, the ultimate demise of President
1: Kennedy? I think, there, I, I think there definitely was. One, one tip-off is, you know, we talk about, I talk about the pre-assassination Oswald file. That was one thing that the, that the CIA lied to the Warren Commission about. And the mm-hmm. other thing was the CIA plots to kill Castro using mafia figures. And so, you know, if, they, if the CIA had disclosed those operations, that assassination operation to the Warren Commission, the Warren Commission would have had grounds to investigate the mafia figures who were helping the CIA assassinate Castro and regain their holdings in Havana, this you know the CIA never disclosed that because there was obviously a, a connection that would lead to an investigation. And so by by misinforming the Warren Commission, they prevented a real investigation of organized crime from happening. And think about that, Rick: the president of the United States is shot dead in broad daylight. His brother is leading an effective war on organized crime for the first time, really, in American history, the first time the federal government had taken on the organized crime syndicates in America. Jack Ruby associates, the man who killed Oswald, associates with organized crime figures, and yet there's no investigation of organized crime in the investigation. That shows you that the initial investigation of President Kennedy's death was quite superficial. Because the the investigators simply didn't have all of the information, thanks to the CIA's Stonewall. Is the
0: the Warren Commission credible to you, especially led by a character like Dulles, who is essentially a CIA stooge?
1: Well, I mean, he he was the director of the CIA, so yeah. he's a he, he represented the CIA, and the fact that you know he was fired by Kennedy and is on the the panel investigating Kennedy's murder, I mean, that's a blatant. Concept stop stop
0: and think of stop and think about what you just said right now, and I want our I want yeah. our viewers and listeners to listen to what you just said. That uh, the man who was fired by President Kennedy. Who, by the way, those two gentlemen I think despised each other, did not like each other. Certainly, there's good reason to make an argument that Dulles really hated Kennedy, if not the Kennedys. And yeah. soon after he is uh, fired by Kennedy, uh, A. Kennedy's dead, and B. Dulles ends up investigating the death of Kennedy. Whoa!
1: Absolutely. I mean, I mean, look, think about that blatant conflict of interest. And 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 it and it's corruption in its classical sense, you know. So the 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 Warren Commission investigation was corrupted by Dulles's presence, and now we know that the the Warren Commission was misled on two major points. What did the CIA know about Oswald before the assassination? And the CIA was trying to assassinate Castro on November 22, 1963. So the Warren Commission was corrupted, and it was operating in the dark. So you know its conclusions. I mean, its conclusions just don't stand up to what we now know. The preponderance of evidence points to other explanations for the crime. The reasonable conclusion, based
0: on all the information, for those who look at this and don't buy into the lone nut thing, is that, in fact, the U.S. government in some form, CIA, FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, I don't know. And the uh, organized crime in some form, who we don't know, somehow colluded to either make this happen or make this somehow make us not know what really happened. Is that yeah. a fair statement that I just made?
1: I, I, I agree. The, the way when people ask me, they say, Jeff, you know, you've been studying this thing for a long time, who killed Kennedy? And for a long time, I said, you know, I don't know. It's too early to tell. You know, we didn't have all the evidence. Now, recently, as we still don't have all the evidence, yeah. but I think what we what I say is, the president was killed by enemies in his own government. That's the most likely explanation for the bizarre series of events that happened on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. And you know, this isn't this isn't some eccentric conspiracy theory. You know, Lyndon Johnson didn't believe the Warren Commission. And he said so repeatedly, you know, clearly, he did not believe that Oswald alone had killed the president. Well, if Lyndon Johnson, the man who appointed the Warren Commission, didn't believe its conclusions, why should any of us? I mean, he was right there, and Lyndon Johnson was not a conspiracy theorist. He was one of the masters of power in, in American politics. nobody knew how American power better than Lyndon Johnson. And and he wasn't the only one. Jackie and Bobby Kennedy didn't believe that Oswald had killed Jack. Um, Fidel Castro didn't believe it. Charles de Gaulle didn't believe it. Wynne Scott, the chief of the CIA station in Mexico City, didn't believe it. So, you know, privately at the upper levels of government, there were lots of people who didn't believe the Warren Commission. Yeah.
0: And uh, a majority of Americans don't believe yeah. to this day the Warren Commission. And yet we're still told that we're not allowed to even know what the Warren Commission's files or records uh, would reveal, well, which which is which is absolutely fascinating, by the
1: way. And we do we do have we do have the Warren Commission files, but there are very important records that are still outstanding, right. and I'll name one which we're not going to see anytime soon, unfortunately, and that is Jackie Kennedy gave four interviews to historian William Manchester in the spring of 1964. Hmm in which she talked candidly about what happened to, to her husband. She also wrote three letters to Lyndon Johnson that week. All of that material is locked up in the Wesleyan University archive, and it's covered by a deed of gift, so it will not be made public till 2067. And those records are exempt from the JFK Records Act. But in, those, in that material, people who have seen, you know who, who are familiar with that, say that Bobby and Jackie Kennedy told Manchester they didn't believe the official story, and that they believed Kennedy had been killed by his domestic enemies. Wow,
0: at this point, it seems Jefferson, that the American people will probably never know what really happened to their president, will they?
1: You know, I think we can know i and I think we can know by the sixtieth anniversary coming up next November. The question is, is there political will to do it, you know? The law is very clear about disclosing JFK records. And if there were the political will on the part of the White House to tell the CIA once and for all, obey the law, declassify all your JFK records now, if that happened before November 2023, I think we would have significant clarification of the JFK story.
0: Are you bothered... Are you bothered, by the way, as I am, uh, speaking of what Americans know or aren't allowed to know or are simply BSed about, that th- this is just one example of much of what happens in this country that you and I love that oftentimes leads us astray from the truth, whether it's the Iraq war where we were just just bullshitted, I mean, yeah. from top to bottom. Or, you know, Syria or <laughs> Libya or in Afghanistan for 20 years. And the only time the media covers it is the last month. Oh, my yeah. God. I mean, it, it, and then the, the, the JFK may have just been the JFK assassination may have just been the beginning of all of this.
1: It just. No, no, no. It, it really is. It's the precursor to um, other extra-constitutional power struggles in American life. And you have the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. You have Watergate. You have the Iran Contra affair. Vietnam. You you have Vietnam, <laughs> you have Iraq weapons of mass destruction. You have the CIA torture program, where the government systematically misleads or keeps the people uninformed. JFK matters and the reason I think the reason why it kind of stands in for all these other uh you know examples of misinformation and disinformation that are foisted on the people by the intelligence community and 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 it endures because people's suspicion of that kind of manipulation of them you know it's very well ingrained you know we you know in 1964 it was possible for Americans to be naive and innocent about the ways of an intelligence agency you know today we know enough everybody knows enough about how the deception techniques work and so When the JFK assassination comes up again and the CIA says, trust us on this, (laughs) there is absolutely no reason to trust them. Okay, And what happened after Kennedy's assassination was the CIA gained impunity. There was no real investigation of the Kennedy's assassination, as we see from the appointment of Alan Dulles to the Warren Commission, the failure to inform the Warren Commission of key facts, uh, you know, about 19, about the events of 1963. And that, because there was impunity and no accountability, the CIA gained this entrenched power in the American scheme of things. And you know, when we see that they can roll a, a president like Trump who doesn't like them, and they can roll a president like Biden who does like them, they have the ability to prevail over executive power. You know, and that's that should be of concern. So it's not the JFK story is history happened long time ago. And we can you know consign it to history, but there's an aspect of the JFK story that is still with us today. And and Rick, you know, look at the controversies about Biden and Trump handling classified information. You know, we see this excessive secrecy is now tying our own government in knots. You know, we're we're obsessed with the what did Trump do with those documents? What did Biden do with those documents? And what we're not seeing is the whole secrecy system is dysfunctional. It, it harms the American people. And now it's it's making our government less functional. And so that's really the big issue that needs to be addressed here is not just what happened to JFK. That's important. But what's happening today with this secrecy system that is like, swallowing the American government and swallowing its credibility. But the story that you and I just discussed about the
0: Kennedy assassination and all that we need to know about it, and I'm not a nut, I'm not a conspiracy crazed dude, neither are you, but we're obviously looking at something which doesn't add up and we're asking intelligent questions about it. Uh, I think guys like you, I mean, you've spent a major part of your life
1: investigating this. You're not making... Crap up here, and yeah. In addition, I should say, Rick. In addition to my book CIA and JFK, I've written three biographies (laughs) of senior CIA officials in the 1960s. So I know you know. I was never interested in offering a conspiracy theory. I mean, who cares what I think? What I was interested in is how did top CIA figures look at November 22nd? What did they do? How did they act? How did they think about it? And when you know that story. It, which I tell in my three books, you know, they don't treat it as a cut and dried homicide. They, keep, they, they treat it as we got to hide everything we know about Lee Harvey Oswald for as long as possible and make false and deceptive statements to the public, to the investigators and to Congress. But we live the but- CIA's record.
0: We, th- that that My point is, your questions are valid questions. You ask Absolutely. credible questions. <laughs> it's important. We just want to know. That's all. I mean, and, and that's what we're supposed to do. I'm a journalist trained at the University of Minnesota. Proud to say I've been a journalist all my life. And yeah. uh, when I look at our news media, I see they generally wouldn't invite a guy like you, with all of your knowledge, to talk about this. If they were going to do a story about this topic, about Biden not releasing... They probably invite one of their buddies who works in the government, like they often do. Right now, we're doing interviews about potentially going to war in Iraq to have World War III start against Russia. And the people they're interviewing
1: are the people who destroyed the war in Iraq. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's like, you know, so we have a dysfunctional national security system yeah. right, that has propagated these false stories. It's lost, you know, credibility with wide swaths of the American public, left, right and center. Right. Um, uh, and, you know, and, and and they don't care. You know, their attitude is, we'll take your suspicions. You know, that's fine. You know, we won't answer your questions. We'll just kick the can down the road. Nothing to see here. Please go away. And what the CIA is discovering is, you know, we're not going away. The questions are very reasonable. And what's happened, Rick, recently, I think this has happened in the past year, The tide is turning, you know, the government's behavior to blow the deadline, but, you know, for six years Hmm. and still have 4,000 documents left, the government is not, they are less believing of the lone gunman scenario. And they're more like, what the hell is going on in 2023 that you're still hiding things? I think people, I think people are doing
0: that more today I'm seeing people on the left. It used to be that only people on the left, you know, crazy yes. lefties, yes. believed in conspiracy theories. Now the crazy lefties have been joined, apparently, by the crazy righties because we're just seeing people looking at the government and saying, "You keep bullshitting us, and we're tired of it." And these are people who vote for Biden, vote for Bernie, vote for Trump. They're all
1: over the damn place, right? Yeah, yeah, no, and 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 it's it, you know it's very widespread. People have you know different takes on it left and right. But what the common denominator is, they're hiding something. I mean, it's self evident they're hiding something and and the notion that oh, we have to trust them that they're not hiding anything. I mean, there's no absolutely no basis in fact for that. Their statements over the years have been so deceptive, so false. In fact, they were making false statements this past December about me. The CIA was distributing Hmm. its its talking points to its favorite reporters in Washington. And they were saying, th- making false statements about my reporting. So, you know, they're on the defensive now. They know they need to explain something, and they don't have a real good cover story available for them. Before we uh,
0: end this conversation, I do want to ask you about a couple of the specific points that often come up when talking about uh, the Kennedy assassination. So sure. let, let, let's let go there. First thing okay. is... Um, the probability or credulity around the story that this dude Oswald, from the sixth floor of the depository building, <clears> the <throat> depository building, could even have gotten off three or shots and, and hit on all of them using what was described by most researchers as an arcane-type weapon. Yeah. True or false. Uh, possible I mean- or not possible?
1: You know, the government tried to recreate the shots that Oswald allegedly fired, according to the scenario that was developed by Arlen Specter and the Warren Commission, and they could not match the shots. CBS News tried the same thing four years later, 1967. And basically what they did in order to get the result that they wanted was they made the test a lot easier. Instead of shooting at a moving target- From a football field away- yeah, they put three stationary targets where they said the shots hit and then could you go and fire the three shots and make it happen that way. That's obviously not a fair yeah. reconstruction of what happened. You know, and then later on Jesse Ventura came forward, you know, former Navy SEAL. Yeah. He couldn't recreate the shots with that rifle. And I'll tell you another story. The Israeli Mossad did their own investigation and they tried to recreate the shots that Oswald allegedly fired. And they couldn't do it. So, yeah, the forensic evidence that Oswald alone fired all the shots that killed the president, it's very, very weak. And it's gotten weaker over the years. Okay, Grassy
0: Knoll. Um, it would seem to most people that the shot came in the direction of the Grassy Knoll, so say most of the witnesses there that day, uh, some of whom disappeared, which is my next question. Um, okay. All the so that, video seems to show that he was shot from, a, from the front. I mean, he's well, shot, his head goes
1: back, yet they're telling us it came from behind. Explanation? Um, the Zabruder film certainly show indicates that the shot came from the front. That's When you see it, it's the most likely explanation. It seems, seems obvious. Seems self-evident. Yeah. Now, what did the eyewitnesses say? What, about 40 to 50 eyewitnesses said that shots came from the front. You know how we got the term Grassy Knoll, Rick? Do you know where that term originates from? No. It's an interesting story. So when when the president's motorcade is going through downtown Dallas, there's a press car. The president's in the front. Well, he's the second car behind the police chief. And there's a press car in the back. When the shots ring out in Dealey Plaza, Hmm. one of the reporters in the press car grabs the phone. He recognizes the sound of gunfire. His name's Merriman Smith, World War II veteran, very good reporter, grabs the phone says three shots fired at the presidential motorcade in Dallas. You know, I'll report back as soon as I can. The car rushes off to the hospital with the president. Press car is right behind. Merriman Smith runs in. They take the the president into trauma room one. He's badly wounded, still alive. And Merriman Smith goes in and he starts interviewing Secret Service agents on, on the scene. He goes to the phone and he calls in a second story to his editors at UPI in New York. And he dictates and he said, Secret Service men said the shots came from a grassy knoll in front of the presidential limousine. Merriman Smith coined that term, grassy knoll, after speaking to more than one Secret Service agent about where they thought the gunfire came from. So a trained reporter, he won a Pulitzer Prize for his reporting that day, spoke with witnesses within half an hour who said the shots came from the front. And then there's one other piece of evidence that was very convincing to me. That came from the doctor who tried to save Kennedy's life, a man named Dr. Robert McClellan. He was an assistant professor of surgery at at Parkland Hospital um, and was in trauma room one when they were trying to save Kennedy's life. He stood over the, 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 the gurney where the president, the wounded president was laying and they were trying to revive him unsuccessfully. And he saw the head wound. And when Dr. McClellan saw the Zabruder film about 10 years later, he said, "Yeah, the shot came from the front and what I saw was an exit wound in the back of his head." Okay? Now, this is not Arlen Specter, okay? This is not Gerald Posner. In, in other
0: words, if you took a watermelon right a
1: but but but, but just to be clear so the view so so
0: our listeners know what you're saying, if I took a watermelon right now and I drove an arrow through it, it would make an entrance wound on one side and then the exit would come out the other side. Using that as an example, the bullet comes through the side front of Mr. Kennedy, of President Kennedy's skull, and the exit wound, which is much larger, by the way, comes out the back. By then, right. the bullet and is that, and- bigger, smaller, has done more damage, is
1: pushing out more mass, right? And that's why Dr. McClellan said Kennedy's head went backwards and why he saw, what he saw was an exit wound in the back of the head. And Dr. McClellan said this. Very clearly in an interview with another doctor, you can find it on YouTube. He spoke; uh, it's a video sponsored by the Allen Public Library in Allen, Texas, and it's a fascinating interview. And to me, it's very strong evidence of a shot from the front because it's it's somebody who saw the wound immediately afterwards, and it corroborates what Merriman Smith heard and what the Secret Service agent said that a shot came from the front. So, yeah. you know, I think the evidence for a grassy knoll shot is strong. Um, We don't know who fired that shot, if it was fired, but there's a lot of evidence to believe it. It's not some fairy tale that was made up. It was there's eyewitness and forensic evidence to support the notion. So let's talk a little
0: bit about all those folks who saw that exact thing pointed in that direction, gave testimony, essentially saying that very thing. And reporters who afterward tried to follow up on it and followed up on Jack Ruby and interviewed Jack Ruby and reported about the past things that they knew. All of these people, be they just, you know, people who happened to be in the wrong place or maybe the right place at the right time, or people who were professionals and were investigating this, the story is many of them with key information or who dug too deep, disappeared. True?
1: I don't think that's true. I mean, people who knew a lot about the case died suspicious deaths. And we'll start with Lee Harvey Oswald, right? A man who knew a lot, who denied he killed the president um, and was shot dead in police custody by a man with organized crime connections. So there's one witness who we know was killed. So you think Ruby was tied to the mafia. The mafia
0: needed to get uh, Oswald out of the way. They used Ruby to do it. Yes. And and then Ruby dies. Interestingly enough, obviously he was in prison for a long time, but um, he dies. And apparently there's a story about the fact that the CIA
1: injected him with something or made him crazy. Is that true? Uh, you know, there's speculation along those lines. I don't think there's evidence to support it. I mean, okay. the CIA did do, you know, illicit things with, you know, poisoning people and that sort of thing. But there is, a, there is a Ruby story that is very well documented, which is Jack Ruby was in jail for the murder of Lee Harvey Oswald in 1967. And a psychiatrist, Louis Jolion West, visited him and came out and produced a report and said, he's crazy. He's insane. Okay. <laughs> Nobody knew at the time, Louis Jolion West was a psychiatrist in the pay of the CIA. Oh, what a surprise. Issuing a a story, you know, that says, oh, this was just a couple of lone nuts and you don't need to worry about it. And so you actually have the CIA coming along and after the fact, surreptitiously creating bogus evidence. Jack Ruby wasn't insane by any clinical definition. There's no evidence of that. They're they're surreptitiously creating a story to support the lone gunman theory at a time, 1967, when it's coming under challenge by Life Magazine, Look Magazine. Uh, In New Orleans, Jim Garrison is getting his investigation. And so the CIA puts forward this corroborating story in their moment of need. So, you know, were other witnesses um, killed? Well, Dorothy Kilgallen was a columnist who had interviewed um, Ruby and was very interested in the assassination. And she a very died good
0: of, journalist, a very good journalist, a
1: real digger. Yeah, yeah. And she died of an overdose in, a, in, a, in something that seems suspicious. She I didn't even do, according to all of her friends
0: who socialized with her, she was a teetotaler. She wasn't a drunk. And she
1: certainly wasn't a drug addict. So suddenly she overdoses on drugs? You know, the story just doesn't make any sense. It's kind of (laughs) suspicious. So when, you know, in conjunction with Oswald's death and the CIA's use of a psychiatrist around Ruby, you know, Dorothy Kilgallen's death becomes more suspicious and problematic. I don't construct a conspiracy theory around it. I'm just telling you what happened.
0: No, and that's why you're credible, because you basically are saying, I don't know what I don't know. But, I can tell you some of what I know and some of what I don't know. And a lot of that is information. Final part of this conversation. I know uh, you're a busy man, but uh, as as a Cuban American, I've always been fascinated by this story that somehow Castro decided one day that he had to kill kennedy. and And the proof is that uh, Oswald was seen. and And this video of Oswald protesting on behalf of Castro's revolution, uh, fair play for Cuba with a megaphone, seemingly inviting the media to make sure they get his picture, and looking like he was kind of out of sorts, like he didn't even know what the hell he was talking about. Th- to me, uh, especially because I'm Cuban and I know this story, it just looks so
1: suspicious, and 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 it is suspicious. And this is one of the things that the CIA is still hiding. This is one of the things where that we have. We know that there are documents relevant to the whole story of Oswald in New Orleans and his uh, chapter of the Fair Play for Cuba Committee, which is exposed by the Cuban Student Directorate, a CIA-funded group based in Miami uh, that was paid by the CIA uh, at that time. Um, And that story of how the CIA supported Oswald's antagonists in New Orleans, that too was hidden from the Warren Commission. And indeed, there's I've identified 44 documents uh, around that interest, around that program in 1963 that the CIA is withholding in their entirety. Oh, well, wow. we so, know the CIA yeah.
0: was, was, was steeped in the whole Cuba thing. I mean, obviously we know now they were trying to assassinate Fidel Castro, they were trying to plant right. stuff on Castro, they were but but with Oswald, it would seem then that what we're saying, and I know you don't have the proof for this. Oswald may not have known it when he was seemingly walking around New Orleans with a with, with you know with a with a megaphone talking about fair play for Cuba and using terminology he obviously didn't even know. He he obviously was talking about something he didn't even understand. Somebody had told him he needed to know that. At the time Oswald didn't know why he was doing it. Somebody just said, "Here's some money, you need to do this." Later on, it would make sense then that if it's true that the CIA was in on the assassination of our president, they needed Oswald and that video to exist for it to explain
1: Oswald's right. so, potential right. motivations, right? Right. And so a CIA-funded group generates, in its confrontations with Oswald, lots of TV footage, yeah. uh, a radio interview, newspaper headlines all of that's generated by his confrontations with the CIA funded group that was funded for the purposes of propaganda. So it's reasonable to conclude that that is something that the CIA intended to happen before the assassination. And, you know, once you realize that's the, you know, that they were interested enough in this guy, contrary to their false statements to the public and to the Warren commission, you know, then you got to wonder, well, what was going on? you know? Were they, did they not know that Oswald posed a threat to the president, or were they somehow manipulating him into the role that he said he was, that he was a patsy and that he wasn't responsible? That's what the hidden information conceals. We can't answer that question now. Were they incompetent or were they complicit? You know, Based on the, the, the records that have been denied to us, that question cannot be answered 60 years after the assassination. If you want more
0: information, you can go to jfkfacts at substack.com. Also, Jefferson Morley's book is called CIA and the JFK The Secret Assassination File. What a fascinating topic. And um, the, the, the more we talk about it, the more fascinating it becomes, <laughs> sure. even after all these years, as they say. Uh, no, Je- no.
1: And there's still, you know, the story, we, we're still waiting for the rest of the story, Rick. That's the bottom line.
0: Well, yeah, they say uh, what's the next target date for releasing this stuff?
1: Uh, June 30th of of, of, of this year. Um, you know, I think, hmm. you know, if you get away with blowing a deadline five times, you probably think that you can get away the sixth time. So yeah, I wish I we're wish not that, real I, optimistic about, yeah. uh, about what's going to happen in June. But it is a good pressure point because they are going to have to do something. And people are paying attention now because there's people are starting to think, hey, You know, there's a trick going on. If you can miss that
0: many deadlines, I wish I had teachers like that. Mine always busted me (laughs) and gave me big fat Fs. Uh, Jefferson, thank you. You've been a delight to uh, talk to. This is uh, the Rick Sanchez podcast, part of uh, AguaMedia.com. Thanks so much for uh, being with us on behalf of our crew and Jefferson. Adios. Hasta que nos vemos otra vez. And let's do it
1: again. Thank you, Rick. Let's do it again. Thank you. Agua.